Truck Month is on now. Get 1.49% financing for up to 72 months on a 2022 Chevrolet Silverado 1500. Plus, eligible Costco members can receive a $750 bonus on select trucks. Conditions apply. Visit ChevroletOffers.ca. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Pesky Report is sponsored by High and Happy Catering out of Springfield, Massachusetts. Their chef, Michael Best, can cook anything you want with or without being infused with cannabis. Check out some of what they make on their Instagram at High and Happy Catering or call them at 413-785-8999. You'll be happy you did. Pesky Report, a podcast for Red Sox fans. Welcome back to another episode of the Pesky Report. This is episode 154, in which our favorite photographer, writer for Mass Live returns to us. It's Katie Morrison. And (laughs) it's literally just me and Katie today. I thought uh, Timmy was going to be here, but uh, he's apparently getting drunk and watching the Home Run Derby. And I I get it. I, I really do get it. How are you doing, Katie? Yeah, that doesn't sound bad. Um, maybe maybe those are the plans after this. But I, I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. Um, you know, it's the all-star break. The boys have been uh, gone for a week. I've had some time off. I'm feeling good, recharged. Uh, yeah, doing doing well. So you're at every Woo Sox game, correct? Every home game. I, um, I'm off the hook on the road. I'm just, um, well, I say just, but I'm a freelancer, so I'm not full time at Mass Live. So I, I do a lot of other stuff, um, you know, while they're away, mostly photography stuff. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, every home game, I do get sometimes a, a day off a week, but I try to be at every one. Oh, that's uh, that seems like a good setup. Now, where uh, where now you do photography and you do you do journalism. Where did you go to school for both of those things? basically went to school for neither. Well, I did do communications. I went to Northeastern. I majored in communications and I kind of, well, I, I kind of went to Northeastern because I had my eye on an internship and that was uh, Joe Castiglione's internship. And I got that. I was the youngest intern that he ever had at that point, probably still. Um, I got it when I was a sophomore um, and I spent like two years being his actual intern. So I was at 
every home game for the Red Sox in 2012 and 2013. Those are very different seasons. <laughs> um, and then I did some writing in 2014, like my last year of college. And um, yeah, so I, I, I did what I, I came, saw, and conquered at Northeastern. I spent a lot of time at Fenway Park. <laughs> I mean, that's what you hear a lot for Northeastern. People are going so much for the school as the internship and that work uh, work mm-hmm. extension program they have towards the end of it. But that's so. I didn't know that you worked for Castiglione. What's what was that experience like? It was awesome. I mean, it was a dream come true. Honestly, I mean, it was it was amazing. It, Joe is. Exactly like you would expect him to be off the air. He's a sweetheart. He's, you know, he's he was like my grandpa during those those years. Um, just because he like cares so much about everybody. And, you know, I I really, really love Joe. Um, and I learned a lot. I got to learn a whole lot. That was when I was, so I was working for EEI. That was like who I was employed by. And, but you know, I really just did stuff at Fenway, but I got to learn pretty much everything I know, or or my basis of journalism came from Rob Bradford and Alex Spear, um, which are two very good guys to learn from. Um, and Alex especially took me, like really took me under his wing and really pushed me to like, you know, I didn't really have to be a, well, I wasn't supposed to be a writer as an intern. I, you know, I would run around, do things that needed to be done, look up stats. Um, My main job was like grabbing the post-game guest after a win, things like that. But I just, I was like, I can do so much more than that. So I started writing and that was kind of how I started in journalism. And I hadn't, I wasn't even taking photos at that point. And boy, I look back and I'm like, oh, I really wish I had a good camera in 2013. (laughs) But um, I didn't start taking pictures till after I left college and I started working for like a local newspaper where you learn to do everything. <laughs> yeah, that's um I mean I'm in graduate school right now um for communications and one thing that they've really um emphasized to us is how it's not just doing one thing. It's do everything you possibly can do and just hustle your way into something because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's a competitive field. And just the fact that you were able to get your uh, your foot in there and then run with it is is I mean, that's sort of like, that's like, like your picture perfect story right there, right? Um, so how, when you, so 2013, do you have a word, do you get a World Series ring for that? Or is that just the, uh, is that just the people directly with the club? Like, do the interns get in on that at all? Yeah, I, that was definitely a question I had. And no, I didn't get a World Series <laughs> ring and I'm still a little bitter about it. But what I'm really bitter about was, um, it's kind of funny, actually. Um, my my fiance, he at the time was the Red Sox um, radio like executive producer. And so we both were like ready to go. We were like, we're going to be on the boat. We're going to go on the parade. We're going to be on the EI boat. But then all of the like higher ups at EI were like, no, 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 no. Those spots are for us. Uh, <laughs> that was a good lesson in how things work. <laughs> um, uh, that's kind of a scumbag move. I'm sorry. Let everybody on it from the intern to the, the Loomer Lodies or whoever was the big right? EI star at that time. Yeah, for sure. I was like, I, um, I, I remember I went to that parade because we were just very mad (laughs) we held a grudge but um no it was I did get to go I mean I paid my way so I'm not going to give any credit but I did get to go to St. Louis 
Um, and that was really cool. Um, you know, I, I got to see like that clubhouse and, and, you know, I have pictures from just like, just on my phone of like wandering around, like the, the roof at night, just waiting for my rides to be ready to go. (laughs) It was just, it was really cool. And, uh, yeah, that, that was definitely an experience. Um, and yeah, I'll I'll definitely never forget it. That's for sure. So wait, you were St. Louis 2013. Because I remember the, I stayed at a hotel right outside of there in 2013. It was the day um, Chris Carpenter retired. And I remember just mm-hmm. kind of randomly, um, I would, I did, it was like hot wire roulette. And my hotel just happened to be like immediately across the street from Bush, uh, Bush Stadium. And it's just, a, it's, it's such a nice venue. I wish I had, I mean, it's not the same, I'm mm-hmm. sure, as when there are actual, you know, World Series games going on there. It is. Oh. It is a crazy venue. Like the outside. I mean, they have like that place is, was popping outside. You know, they had a stage set up. You know, it almost looked like you know, like the Deer District in Milwaukee or whatever. You know, they just had a big, big thing going on out there. That that was really cool. I I haven't been back to St. Louis since then. But gosh, it's funny that you say that you stayed at a hotel like right outside because by the time we knew that a the Red Sox were going to the World Series and b who they were playing. I think we stayed like four towns outside of St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I feel like everything oh, wow. there must have been rented out. Just because I mean, that's a baseball town. St. Louis yeah. really is a baseball town yeah, for sure. But yeah. did so have so you must have known then that you wanted to work in baseball to some extent for a while. When did you start really following the Red Sox? Um, I would say 2002 <laughs> was the year, so I was 10. Um, that was when I really started getting in, into baseball. My, my first love was Nomar Garcia Parra. Yep. Um, so I, re- I relate to that. Uh, one of the coolest moments ever at the internship was he was working for ESPN at the time. And so he would come to Fenway and it was maybe like three times a year, maybe a little more. And so I got to know him a little bit, you know, I got selfies with him and stuff like that. And then one time I was just sitting at my desk doing my job and somebody comes into the booth. I didn't even turn around and he puts his hands over in my eyes and he goes, guess who? And I turn around. It's freaking Nomar Garcia. Oh I was like, All right. I've peaked. This is the best. This is the best uh, I'm going to do here. Um, I'm very happy, <laughs> but no, it was, uh, that, yeah, he's, he's great. And, um, my my um all-time favorite player uh probably i follow i will follow him forever is the 61 in my username is because of bronson arroyo <laughs> oh, good that's another good uh good good class. i think we're in the same age group because these are like all of the guys that i was like really high on when i was Oh. Uh, like nine, ten years old, and just really starting to get into baseball. I remember. Um, now, this is actually—it's it, funny with both Nomar and uh, Bronson. They both got traded. Um, I, I feel like that's something that happens to a lot of fan favorites. If uh, you yeah. grew up a Sox fan, did you, <laughs> did, did you find that it kind of gave you a degree of like cynicism towards the way the organization is run? I tell you, tell you what, the Bronson one did. I, I still talk about that one because I remember specifically he I think he he had signed a, a contract with the Red Sox, took a hometown discount, not that he wouldn't be like big money or anything like that, but he didn't even he wanted he loved Boston so much. Oh, yeah. And then that was during that like kind of weird period where like Theo Epstein was like 
not in charge, but then he came back and then he traded him almost as soon as he came back. And, and for Willie Mo Pena of all people who, you know, he was fine, but um, <laughs> he's fine. But, um, you know, it, it, it definitely did make me um, a little, a little cynical. That was like my first kind of like, Oh, like wake up call of like, you know, this is a, this is a business too. And, um, you know, I've always been somebody who gets really into prospects too. I just, I don't know if it's just the accessibility of how close they are. I mean, going to Pawtucket growing up, stuff like that, but, or just being closer to my age at that time. But I, you know, I would always get attached to prospects and then when they get shipped out, it was, it was some heartbreak, you know? Um, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's unfortunately always a part of the game, but I feel like it's always when you get a little closer to it, like you are obviously now getting to getting to know some of these players a little more on on a little more day to day basis. Um, that's got to be tough when you're hearing like people say like, "Oh, we got a no big deal if we trade this guy," and then you've just been watching them play for like the whole year. It's like, no, they're really good. They're going to be a really good player. It it really is weird. I feel like my first the. <laughs> The I had this experience when I was an intern that I think broke me, it, and I was I like was like I'm not getting attached to any anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was you um, Uke was one of my favorite players growing yeah. up. You know, I just so much about I, him. I just loved you, still do. And um, the day that he got traded, I mean, I had to be like in the clubhouse covering all of it in on like the scrums, you know, doing a professional job, but he's also like running off the field, tipping his cap to the fans. Right after that triple. Yes. Right. Exactly. And so these two sides of me are like, I have to be a professional, but I was so upset. (laughs) And so I give credit to my poor, poor fiance, Pat. (laughs) (laughs) in the booth at that time and I was like trying not to cry he's gonna I hope he doesn't listen to this because he'll be like you were crying (laughs) but trying to be a professional and he's like it's okay pull it together you can do it and it was like it was so bad and it was like after that uh yeah you have to you have to have like a level of it's a really like weird line to walk where you have to get have a relationship with these guys in order to, you know, cover them every day and to get stories and and whatnot. Um, But they, they just can be gone like that. I mean, um, Marcus Wilson last year, he, he remains one of our favorites. Uh, When I say our, it's usually, I'm talking about our group of photographers. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, me and all the Woo Sox photographers, but we're all like young women and it's great. Um, But we love Marcus. He was just like one of the guys who would acknowledge you, who would come over and say like, Hey, how's your day going? What's up? And his wife is awesome. And, And when he got traded, I mean, when he, yeah, he got, yeah, it was traded. I couldn't remember if it was. I think he was DFA and Seattle picked him up. DFA and then they picked him up, right. Yeah, yeah, that's how it happened. Yep, you're right. And, um, and it was just like so weird to come, you know, back to the park whenever the next day or next series or whatever it was. And, and you just feel like, oh, (laughs) my buddy's not here anymore. And it's, it's definitely strange. I remember last year, all of the guys were really upset the day that Jet Bandy, um, like, got released um you know he's an not a prospect older guy but 
the team just loved him, you know, and it was so somber after that. It's uh it's a tough business for sure. Yeah. And veteran leadership, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, if you're 25 or 35, like you're still on that team. The younger guys that are coming up are going to learn from somebody. And exactly. it's, yeah, no, I mean, if, and if they're a real team, of course they're going to be upset. You know, of course they're going to miss the guys that they've, uh, they've been, cool. going, they've been in the trenches with all season, but yeah, no, Wilson, I was so happy to see he got called up earlier this year, too, for Seattle. Like, that must have been so what, – what a good moment for him. Seriously, yeah. I, I you know, I've definitely seen he's, – he's one of those guys where I'm like, oh, come on. Like, he fits somewhere. You know, he's got to fit in some lineup or, you know, some bench spot, whatever. It's just going to be – you know, it's just, it's just a matter of finding the right spot. There are a lot of guys <laughs> that you end up feeling that way about, for sure. <laughs> there's just so much talent and just getting that up. It's so much of, it's just luck who gets to, who gets to play for 10 years and who gets, you know, like a cup of coffee and that's it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've got, um, so I, I've just noticed that we were talking about this a little bit in the, uh, before we started, but um, you've had some really good scoops lately, just on, uh, on the old Twitter. Um, and I noticed with um, with Chris Sale versus the uh, the television set, you really were answering a lot of questions uh, that came up with that. So I was just wondering a couple of things. A, how is Chris Sale? Because people can't people like okay. Just for instance, I was in Maine this weekend with my girlfriend's family, and that was something that my girlfriend's dad asked me. Was like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, that was all over the news. What he did to that TV. Uh, I mean, did he pay for that? All of this stuff, like that, was pretty, pretty crazy, huh? Like, how's that for you at like the AAA level? And like something happens there, and suddenly, like this is all over the news, and you're suddenly you're getting all of these new follows on Twitter. You're getting retweeted left and right. Like, what was what's that day like? Take me through that for you. The Chris Sale rehab start number two. You know, I think I think we're. I, I was fortunate to have Chris Sale Day, you know, version one last year. So yeah. help me know what to expect a little bit. Um, it actually went so much smoother this time. It was just like, um, yeah, we were ready. But yeah, so the I, I actually, I tried to, um, you know, I'm always trying to make like Instagram content. I hate making Instagram content, but I was trying to make like a reel of like, you know, come through sale day with me or cover Chris sale day with me. And it didn't really work out, but I'll take you through it. It's first of all, usually for a, that was like a Wednesday night besides. So like a Wednesday night, it's going to be like me and Joe McDonald from the telegram. And that's it. (laughs) Um, And we've got our, we work really well together. We've got our rapport. We know when things are happening. And then all of a sudden, for Chris Sale Day, there are, I mean, 20 people there. All these cameras, you know, people from Boston, whatever. Um, so first thing that's, like, different is, like, usually we just go into the clubhouse and um, we talk to the manager, Chad Tracy, and it's usually <clears throat> just, like, low-key, you know, quick. This time we had to do it in the dugout and um, – Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. 
In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts. It's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift... The only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. We saw the perils of that because a an errant ball almost killed Dan Roach. Um, so that was that was fun. Um <laughs> I love Dan. I, I, uh, I <laughs> We're into like the same like weird uh, baseball simulation stuff. So like I we follow each other on Twitter like even before like I started doing this stuff, and it's just like very funny. Like like oh yeah, that's the guy from WBZ, and he's just a really sweet big old nerd, you know. One hundred percent. That's yeah, that's exactly it. Um, and so yeah, it's definitely it's it's crazy. So then like before the game you know when he's when he's warming up in the bullpen usually I'm the only one who's like photographing guys in the bullpen just because it's like a really good shot but you know they're everybody's in there get their cameras up over the edge and and it's just it's just so wild I mean the park is packed full um the funny thing about sale is well, I could tell. I could tell that he wasn't going to be happy after that start. I mean, he walked five guys. Of course, he's not going to be happy. Right. But you know, he's so um, emotional out there. You know, I have some good photos of him just like with his blood <laughs> and stuff, and just like really frustrated. And um, it's funny because right after he came out, um, we could hear rumors, uh, or there were just you know little rumors about how he wasn't happy or he could hear him throwing stuff or whatever so we had no idea what happened like right after right Right. um and actually even when we talked to him which is why nobody asked him about it um we had no idea what happened and he's so funny because even though he was that pissed like you know 20 minutes later he is very even keeled and he doesn't like snap at people when you ask him questions. Actually, he's one of my favorite guys to, to interview. Um, I don't, I, I don't know if I read into this too much, but I, I haven't put it. I'm going to say it. Like, I feel like Chris Dale in the t- three, I think I've interviewed him three times and each time he's like gone out of his way to like, make sure that like women get to ask questions and don't get drowned out by like guys yelling because guys can be so loud and, you know, especially TV guys, they have to be. And he, he kind of like stops everything. He's like you back there. And I appreciate that. <laughs> um, and he's very, he's, he was very chill after the game. We got him talking about the post game spread, and it was like nothing had ever happened. Um, that man, I honestly do not want to hear Chris Dale talk about food. I do not want to look at that skinny, skinny man <laughs> talking about how much food he is putting away and never gains a pound. 
but, I remember him talking about like um, his rehab that he was like, yeah, no, and I'm not just eating McDonald's anymore. Cause I guess that was his like post game thing was just that he'd get McDonald's or before pregame or something like that. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm eating healthy now. And it's like, you weren't before. Like, he's so, he's so skinny. I mean, it, obviously he knows this. So I don't, you know, it won't be offensive for me to call him skinny, but he's a, you know, he's a lanky dude. Yeah. And, uh, I think he can. I think he can put it away, though. <laughs> I think it's always um, the, the boys eat well when when Chris Dale is in town. That's for sure. Yeah, that's what was the spread? If uh, what was the spread for that? Because I heard that he spent like six thousand dollars or something like that feeding everybody at the. Oh uh, my god! Well, a little stadium. bit. Here's some inside info. This place in Worcester lost out big time. It's a shawarma palace. That's where they went last time, and it was a day game. And he was all psyched to like do that again. He's like, "Oh, it's so good!" And they closed at four, and so they, yeah. And I'm like, "Y'all missed out on a really big, a really big bill." Um, so I don't actually remember where they got it from. I, mm, I can't remember. I now because uh, uh his 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 spread was the most recent one in my head. <laughs> Too many to keep track of. It was a busy week. It was a very busy week down there. The the guys were very well fed last week. That's or two weeks ago at this point. That's for sure. Yeah, there were a bunch of guys rehabbing at once there because there was sale, obviously. And that but. Ivaldi, Whitlock, Kike Hernandez, Josh mm-hmm. Taylor's been kind of bouncing between Double yeah. A and Triple A for like at least over a month now. And I heard he actually got pulled from his assignment recently, so I'm not 100% sure what's going on with him. But was it is it a different atmosphere when you have a guy from the big league club that's rehabbing? Like, not even just people showing up at the stadium, because there's always, mm-hmm. you know, that's always a big draw. I remember um, I grew up about 20 minutes away from where the Lowell Spitters played at mm-hmm. RIP. Um, and... Whatever, you know, I remember seeing Ramon Martinez rehab there uh, when I was a kid and it being sold out. And the only time you ever saw LaLature get sold out was when there was a guy rehabbing. Uh, Bobby Keithy, I saw hit a home run there. Um, You know, like guys like that, you would always see a lot more people show up. But internally, do they handle things very differently? Because you were even talking about with how they did, like you guys were in the dugout. Um, Like what would be the biggest difference for somebody? Like not even sale caliber, but like your Eovaldi's and your Whitlock's. You know what's so funny is that everything is so different for sale and not that way for everybody else. I was shocked that, like, I mean, I know Valdi hadn't been out for as long as Sale, but I think he's as important, you know, to this team oh. as, as Sale, of course, if not more so. Um, and it was, you know, me and um, Rochi and uh, um, Trade Air from Channel 7, you know, TV guys who have Sunday night sports shows and things like that. And no, no, like Boston writers coming down for that one. Um, you know, like, oh, Kike was supposed to be there that day, but he got pulled off his assignment. Um, it is kind of strange the way that sale is treated versus everybody else. I, that was really confused about that. When there are position players here, I swear, sometimes you don't even notice. It's really weird. Uh, we all, all the photographers notice because we're so excited to have a new face to take photos right. of. Um, but even even sometimes the, the fans, I mean, it's a lot different when it's a pitcher, especially a starting pitcher. But, for example, I mean, obviously it, there were other guys there, but 
a lot of people weren't even talking about Whitlock, you know, and, um, and he kind of just pitched some middle innings and was just very quiet. So I think, I think the guys like that though. It's, I think that Worcester has been like a really comfortable place for guys to come and rehab um, because there always is a good turnout. You never feel like you're playing in front of a thousand fans or whatever. Um, and the, you know, the facilities are just so, so top notch. I and love that stadium. It is such back. a beautiful stadium. Gorgeous. It's gorgeous. I can't complain. I can't complain at all about Polar, except for the windows in the press box don't open, which is. That's going to get hot at like certain points. Yeah, that's a story. We won't open up that. <laughs> That's a, that's a, if you walk into the press box in any random day, it's, there's a good chance that you'll hear complaining about the window. Okay. I'm actually going to, I'm going to tell you to check your, your, your press box privilege here for a second, because I have to go, I go there, I do data streaming for um, this website that like does gambling odds for minor league baseball. I'm not kidding. It's a real thing. But I don't have a press pass for that. So what I end up doing is going out into, like, the left field grass <laughs> and hoping that there aren't going to be, a, like, just a, a ludicrous amount of children there screaming oh. at me the whole time. Um, so, I, you know, I feel like I could I feel like I could deal with the window not being open if it meant not having to, like, have my operator on the other end of the phone being like, can you move? Can you speak up? I can't hear what you're saying. Fair. That's fair. The berm <laughs> is not the best working area. Sometimes I go out to the berm, like before the game, and just to get some writing done until I almost got hit by a home run that I was not paying attention to, and I was like, "What am I doing? What am I doing?" <laughs> Wait a minute! I don't have to be here. I was so I was just like, "Oh, I'm gonna go lay on the grass. Oh, I'm taking the sun." Yeah, no, it's dangerous. Watch out. But uh, it is nice no. though. Like it is a it gorgeous left field. Like I am. I can't complain about having it's like I have oh I have to be at the ball game a few times a week it's it's so terrible you know I mean honestly the burn is probably like the spot that Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year I was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life changing amounts of cash be like Mary log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl that's ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner is like you can judge by what how big the game is by like how little green you can see on the berm you know for chris sale day you look out there and there's just not a single spot (laughs) it's just it's wild but it's yeah if you go out there on a weekend especially like they have the playground they have like face painters and balloon animals it is it's great if you have young kids. Um, if you're if you're trying to get work done, maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe not a maybe not ideal. But uh, yeah, I mean, it seemed like you talk, you got to talk to like Evaldi and those guys a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, what 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 is it different with these guys? Because I assume that you hadn't really met them much prior to uh, to them coming down there. So is it hard to develop that rapport with somebody that is brand new there? You know, these guys the. Guys like Sale and Evaldi and and um, trying to think of who else we've talked to while they're down here. I talked to a lot of guys last year. Um, 
they're just so professional that I think it, I mean, I'm speaking for them, but I think sometimes it can almost be like a relief to go down to AAA and have three people asking you questions. <laughs> and, and and most of those questions are just like, how are you feeling? You feeling good? <laughs> um, and that is part of, part of why I love the minors too, is, is because I get to almost like attack everything from a positive ish angle, at least. That is, um, that is something that's very good about the miners. I agree with you. It's much more concerned about um, like individual player performance rather than, oh, the team's on a six-game losing streak. Right. right. I mean, I think there was a point where the Woosogs lost 10 in a row, and it just it felt so wildly different than if, obviously, than if the Red Sox had lost 10 in a row. But, but even then, if you were watching like a high school team losing 10 in a row – because there were good things happening during that. And it was easy enough to pick out those things and not have to like get so down. But, you know, minors are just weird too. Like the, the way the roster has changed so frequently, you know what I mean? Like they're, the, they're lucky to be doing as well as they are doing, I think, for as, um, as much fluctuation as, as they've had. But um, yeah, no, when, when major league guys come down, it's funny, um, you know, when it was sale day, um, you know, one of my editors called me and he's like, of course, that was also Bayo day. So they yeah. had a lot to handle up there. And he's like, are you OK if I don't send anybody? Can you handle it by yourself? And I was like, listen, this is actually easier than a regular day because the stories almost write themselves, you know, like they and the guys just so they know what they have to do. Like Evaldi was so good, you know, <laughs> poor Evaldi. <laughs> I, I think he did. He talked to us, me, Rochi and, and trade air as a group. And then he did an individual with Rochi for his channel. And then he did an individual with trade air for his channel. And he didn't complain about it. <laughs> good, good for him. Like, yeah. Seriously, I respect, that's... Yeah. I respect a lot of that. That's, you know, <laughs> I, I was like, yeah, I felt good because I was probably the least annoying of the bunch, but, you know, or needed the least, I should say. But, um, yeah, I mean, do you ever, oh, sorry. No, 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 please, please. Do you ever feel like awkward asking people for interviews and that kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am, I am a shy, well, once I get going on stuff, I'm, I'm not shy, but like when I <laughs> approach people, I'm, <laughs> it's still, it's still, it's still, it's still something, you know, that's like a learning experience almost. Um, it, it, especially like I'm kind of a like private person and having to ask these guys about, you know, can you imagine if like you messed up something at work and then somebody is like, Hey, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, or even just like asking like, you know, personal things. Sometimes I'm never sure how far to go or, you know, how deep to pry or, you know, to especially, especially as a beat writer and not just somebody who's coming in to get a story and then leaving, you know, I used to kind of do that in the minors, um, you know, where I'd pop in for a day and get a story and then you leave and then, you know, you're like, okay, well, they won't think about me anymore, but like having to be there every day and, you know, you definitely are conscious of, 
how much you're asking of these guys, um, how uncomfortable some of them can be. Um, and, you know, it's it, it definitely, it can be weird. Strangely, I have a lot less reservations sticking my giant camera in people's faces. <laughs> when it comes to asking for interviews, it's, it's still a work in progress. Well, it's because you don't have to talk. You can be just like, you know, just, we don't have to actually communicate. Just let me take your picture. It's a little, it's done in a second. It's a little less, uh, it's a little like, less intimate. Yeah, it, it is. It is. And uh, now I have like a giant lens. Like, so I can, I can really, I'm like a private investigator. I can be really far away from you. <laughs> who's, been your, who's been your favorite player to take pictures of or like a few of your favorites? Good question. Hmm. Um, I, I would say Jaron Duran was probably one of them. Um, I mean, he's like a model that just happens to play baseball also. So he's not that. a bad looking guy. <laughs> but he also is just, he, uh, I feel like as photographers, we are always like so desperate for the guys to get silly. And he definitely has a personality where he, and especially this year, we talked about it like a little bit before we went up. He was just having a lot more fun this year. And, um, you know, it's just fun to see him interact with the guys. Another guy on that note is Grant Williams. Um, That kid is just, I mean, clubhouse gold. I mean, he's, he's like the ultimate clubhouse guy, even when he's, not getting in the lineup or whatever. He just like always has his spirits up. I have so many pictures of Grant embracing his teammates and like holding them for longer than they expect. So then they like <laughs> push him away. I'm like compiling all of them into a post to embarrass That's, Grant. That that makes me really happy. I feel like I feel like if you're just because Whenever I post any kind of content about Grant Williams, it's like, oh, isn't he a basketball player? And it's like, okay, you have to have a sense of humor to, to be able to deal with that. And there's also, yeah, yeah, like, I feel like there's always a guy like that on the on the AAA team. Like, I remember Chad mm-hmm. DeLaguerra kind of yeah. seemed like he had that persona. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's always there's always somebody. Some oh, it's usually yeah. an infielder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're like glue guys uh, almost, you know. I mean, yeah, like I think that uh, Jet Bandy was kind of that way. I mean, he's a catcher, but I mean, he's always, you know, in the mix of everything. Um, Yeah. And I think Jaron was a little bit that way, too. He's he's, um, you know, just always kind of always getting into into something, you know. (laughs) Um, I remember one time last year is like you come to the park and it's like oh Jaron found a megaphone oh great what's <laughs> going with that <laughs> um, what did he do with it oh uh, he just yelled at his teammates during batting practice the whole time just provided commentary until people stopped paying attention I'm pretty sure <laughs> oh. we had um we had Zach Kelly on uh, a couple weeks ago and the, it really made the bullpen groups just seem like uh Seemed like, seemed like a good group of guys. Um, see- yeah, it is. It is a good group. It is a good group of guys. And they've had some of the same guys down there for a bit. I mean, Zach's great. Zach's, Zach's one of, you know, he's one of my guys. He, you know, he's one of those guys who will, um, like, like I said with, with Marcus, you know, there are guys who treat you like a normal person, <laughs> you yeah. know, just like, hey, how's it going? talk to you about normal stuff and and sometimes it can be hard to reach that point with with people because there's this weird divide but zach has always been that way and um 
yeah, I mean, with him and, and Ort, um, you know, has been here for, for a while and has been so good. And, you know, Feltman. Um, Bizarro has been here at this point. Um, yeah, you kind of see them mm-hmm. bouncing around. Like, Ort's 30, which is, like, this is, he got up, like, very briefly last year, but just seeing him, mm-hmm. you know, have, like, a lockdown inning against the Yankees yeah. uh, last week. Like, it's just, it's. It's really awesome because like you don't you don't know if you're ever going to get that shot after a while. You know, thirty years old was that one inning that he got in twenty twenty one? Could it be? Could it be? Getting, you know, now there's talk like, oh, he might not get brought down uh, when people come back because he's done a he's done a good job there. And I mean, for you who's followed him this closely for a couple of years, is it kind of like seeing like one of your children? Uh... Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Like graduate or like what's Look, that? What's that? Experience? A little, like, a little weird. He's right because we're the same age, and I'm like, I still feel like I'm like, oh, he's a kid. <laughs> but, right. um, but yeah, it, it does, it does feel like that. Um, you know, in a sense, and he has just been so consistent. I mean, I guess I can't say I don't know for a fact like how how rare it is for a. A minor league team to just have a or a triple A team to have a closer that they can rely on as much as the Blue Sox have relied on Ort, but it was just I mean I think uh, Chad Tracy like called him like their safety blanket. It was like it's just nice knowing that you know if you have a lead and you need someone in the ninth that you know you have this closer. And I feel like Ort and and Kelly and the number of these guys are at that really tough age. Got really kind of screwed a lot by COVID, you know, where they were maybe at that point where they were knocking on the door or getting close to knocking on the door or, you know, getting up to AAA and on their, you know, regular trajectory. And then they didn't have a place to play in, in 2020. I remember talking to Ort about how he, I think he fixed cars or something during 2020. Um, You know, he, just it's just yeah it it must have been kind of crazy and not knowing what you're going to do and then to you know he had such a good year last year that you know it's just (laughs) once I feel like he's the type of guy that once he's on the roster like he's he's it's going to be tough to like get that spot away from him you know he hadn't had that chance he got called up last year because of like all of the covid yeah. stuff in september like yeah it was like everybody was getting called up and now like actually seeing him get a real chance um you know it's 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 pretty cool and i mean it's just like just like schreiber you know who 
I gosh, it feels like a long time since we've had him, but he was so good for the Woo Sox last year. I mean, he was the thinning guy. And um they're not neither of them are like young, you know, like young prospects, but it just shows like especially with relievers, you never know what you have. Or sometimes you do know what you have and you just <laughs> give them a chance. That's that's an argument that I have with um, a lot of people on Pesky Report that uh, not a lot of people specifically Ryan Brady, but um, he is very he's a very fer- um, fervent believer that you need to have a closer and that needs mm-hmm. to be like something that you have going into the season. Committee doesn't work, and I well, I agree to an extent with that. I mean, they're just such a volatile bunch of relievers, and. You know, yeah. like Schreiber, his fastball went up like four miles an hour between seasons. And yeah. you mix that in with, you know, that delivery. It's like it, it's like having Darren O'Day version 2.0. Yeah. He's been he's been really incredible. And I even remember seeing him last year and thinking like, oh, this is a guy yeah. that if he gets an opportunity, he might be able to run with it because of like, you know, sometimes you can just tell. It's hard to it's hard to explain, but you watch the guy enough and you just kind of see like this is he gets people out. He makes them look uncomfortable. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, 100%. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's been really cool seeing Schreiber and now Orton. Hopefully, I really want to see Zach get called up, maybe Frank German before the end of the season. I'd mm-hmm. be I'd be pretty happy about that. Uh, yeah. But with a few of the other guys that have been called up lately, um, I heard with Jeter Downs that he uh, slept through the call up and they said, hey, you should probably keep your phone on if you want to go to the majors or something to that extent. Um did, was there a lot of buzz when that happened? Oh, my gosh. That was the one that I think none of us really anticipated. Or we – let me catch that a little bit. Once we found out kind of what was happening, you know, with his first call-up, that it was probably just going to be short-term, that it was just kind of needing, an, you know, another body. And, and then we were like, okay, that makes sense. But it was like – it was, it was kind of, um, yeah, it was kind of unexpected to be honest. I mean, you know, Jeter, Jeter is bedding. He was here all of 2021 and it was his first year in AAA and it was a big jump. Um, and I think that he took some time to adjust and, you know, started to show what he could do towards the end of the season. And, you know, this year, I would say that like I was seeing, definitely like periods or flashes of like oh no this kid's like a really good good player when he puts it all together or you know this kid can like you know help the major league team when he when he because he really does have he's such a well-rounded player he really can kind of do everything it's just kind of getting those things to click at once I suppose and so when he did get called up I think I mean he I again I won't speak for him but just based off some of his quotes, he was not expecting it either. (laughs) And, um, you know, it, it was, I really think that that experience of calling him up, getting his feet wet, you know, all of that was like such a good idea. And then you end up needing him at this point and he's already been up there and he's already gotten a little taste. I don't know. He just, I felt like he played different when he came back down. He just, like, it lit a fire under his ass. I mean, statistically, yeah, he, even before he got called up to, uh, 
for that New York series. Like he was just tearing. He was it was Nico Cavadis like uh, to reference another yeah. player from the system. He was he just went ballistic for a couple of weeks. Got called up and mm-hmm. you know in his first home run yesterday, his first double mm-hmm. at uh, the major league level. Uh, wasn't really good for anybody. Any other parties involved with the team? No, but, was uh, a- <laughs> but it was good for uh, for Gene. So that's you know and I. It's hard for me not to root for guys like that where mm-hmm. I can almost imagine that you almost feel like you're just never going to get brought up, like, and you're still not. Because like, he basically skipped double-A and that really seemed like yeah. the lost 2020 season. It just really seemed to to negatively affect him. But um, Yeah, it was um, it was a really big jump, you know, to skip double-A. You know, I, I you, you learn a lot at that level. And to come up Last year, being in a new organization, well, all these new teammates, whatever, um, and to, I mean, to be facing, you know, major league pitching, like I, I, one of my like hobbies is I will take pictures of anybody I, I can, any player I can, because I'm always like, you don't know who this guy is going to end up being, right. you know, like, exactly. I, like Alec, yeah, like Alec Manoa was here maybe like the first series of 2021 and I talked to him and got some great pictures of him and stuff and and you know he's he's doing well. I mean, he's I don't think he's been back down since and you know it's He's an all-star. It's, yeah, he's an all-star. He's an I mean, you never know like who these guys are going to going to be and once you start kind of looking at it, you know, like you you face some some pretty some pretty good pitchers or guys who were pretty good pitchers and are trying to find their way back. I mean, um, Tommy Hunter was here with somebody, um, you know, Brandon Finnegan, who was crazy in that World Series with the Royals. I mean, like, you know, you never know who's going to come through, but, like, they're talented guys. And to make that jump from high A, you know, where you're not seeing that. And nothing like that. And I just – I think it took some time for him to to settle in and catch up to this, this, you know – the speed of how things are in triple A and the way the fandom is here. There's, you know, I think this or this regime, the, the bloom regime or whatever you want to call it, I think has been very patient with their players. And I think that, um, I think that sometimes it's for me where I'm on, I'm doing stuff on Twitter a decent amount. It's easy to forget that like, not everybody is like, wants to ship every player to the moon because they've had like a bad month or something. Um, which, you know, is, is is certainly a good thing. But um, what does get frustrating sometimes, and this is a segue, is when it seems like there's uh, there's a plan with a player and then the player gets hurt. Um, and I think uh-huh. that when you look at the Red Sox right now, that Tristan Cassis injury has just thrown a wrench into everything. Um, and, you know, May, he's been out since, I think, May 17th. Yep. You know, it didn't seem like it was that big of a deal when it happened. He didn't want to leave the game, and he's, you know, he's rehabbing now in the Florida Complex League. But what's the general vibe um, within Worcester right now with him? Do you know if they're expecting him to come back anytime soon? And what's the adjustment at first baseman like? Because I know Roberto Ramos was with the team, and now he isn't. Um, so it's been kind of uh, Pedro Castellanos, I think, has come in and done a decent job. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah he has. He has. Uh, they've been pretty pretty fortunate to get production from that position with, with the absence of Casas, but I mean I won't lie, I did not expect to not have him in the lineup at this point in July. You know, um you can only go off of how things 
seemed like they were. And I mean, we were talking, I remember we were talking about him kind of in the same breath as like Connor Siebold had like a strange and, you know, that was, that was a long time ago. It feels like he's already had a, had major league stints and now is back on the, the IL, unfortunately, which really sucks. But, yeah. um, you know, it didn't, I guess that goes to show you like how, first of all, how delicate ankles are. I mean, you know, it's not something to play around with. And he's also, he's a big dude, you know, he's a he's an actual giant. He's a giant. Like there are not many guys who even, you know, I'm five, four or whatever. There aren't too many guys who I feel like they're like huge next to me, but Costas feels like a giant. Um, He's a, he just, just built, you know, he's built, but, um, it's just it's so delicate and and I of course they're going to be as cautious as possible with him but at this point I mean we were asking you know Trace for updates on him and I kind of felt like it almost isn't his thing to worry about right now it's almost the organization getting updates instead because it's just been so long and it's not it's feel at least at least before the all-star break nothing was feeling imminent uh, with him coming back um hopefully you know after this week we'll so we'll be back friday and we'll we'll uh, see if we can get an update on friday um but every time we would ask it was kind of just um anti-gravity running maybe hitting off the tee you know things like that which is not super encouraging but you know he was <laughs> I, I really wonder, you know, where where things would be if he had been healthy this whole time. Because, I mean, people were clamoring for him to be called up in May, you yeah. know. And, you know, with two with two more months of AAA experience, who knows where we would be right yeah. now. Um, I mean, it's, it's yeah. my own belief that they thought he was going to be the first baseman by July. Um, just when you look at how the team construction went down. Yeah. Right. Like with Travis Shaw, did like which just seemed like again, sure he's a very nice guy and he's done some great things for the Red Sox organization, but his right. bat speed was gone in spring training, and exactly. you know like but they brought him in as a depth move. I don't think that they expected that they were going to need to be starting Franchi Cordero as their as as their depth a guy who you know I love and I love Franchi, but he's only been playing first base for like a year so it's a little tough to expect that much from the guy exactly exactly I I was saying that the other night I'm like you know we kind of look at Franchi like he's supposed to be some seasoned first baseman but he's not you know he just it was you know it was a little over a year ago and they're just like hey want to play first and he's like sure you know (laughs) and and here we are (laughs) um so you never know one of the craziest things that I learned about Franchi is that he was when he was initially signed, he was a shortstop. Can you imagine that frame at shortstop? Yeah, yeah he, like it's only kind of a linebacker. Right, right. Like he is he is a solid dude too. Not quite as big as Casas, but like, yeah, he's he's solid. It's yeah. faster than Casas, though. He does have some speed. He really does, Franchi. He um, you know, gosh. He just is one of those guys where it's very difficult because, like, when I see him in AAA, I mean, he he's too good for AAA. You know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. he just beats up those pitchers. And, and then it's just, like, I want to see him, 
maintain that success at the majors, you know, because I just I feel like he just has so much raw talent and he's such yeah. a hard worker, too. Yeah, like and there's been improvement. I think that we've mm-hmm. seen a lot of improvement with him, just the way that he lays off pitches that are outside. Now, I remember when he yeah. was in the big leagues last year, he was just swinging. It felt like at everything. And then, you know, I'd see him playing in AAA and he hit a ball like over the big, like whatever that big screen thing in center field is. And it's like, how did he hit it that far? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's got some serious power. I mean, yeah. And I, I really, I really do hope that he, I mean, he, you can see it even in the majors. He has like these, these stretches where, you know, he, he looks like he can be an everyday player. So, you know, we're all, we're all pulling for him though, because he was, he was the mayor of Worcester, mayor of Polar Park while he was down here. It sounds like that's extended to AAA too. Like not to AAA to the majors also, like people just seem to on the team, like when you start, think, think about a good clubhouse guy, it's oh. Frenchy Cordero in a, in a nutshell, 100%. who just, who just happens to be supremely athletic on top of that. I, it might not be this year, but I do think he's going to have at least one of those years where he just puts it all together. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he's still relatively young. And I think that's like what people forget. And like, sometimes it, you know, these things are so delicate. Sometimes it's just the right combination of factors, yeah. you know, that. Yeah. Works. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, player development is never linear, but it, it's more rare, I think, that it's linear than um, what it is. And we're seeing, you know, we're seeing a lot of guys getting called up this year, yeah. uh, just looking at the rotation. Um, you know, Winkowski, you mentioned Siebold before, um, uh, Bayo got to make his debut and people yeah. over, totally are overreacting to two starts. Um, 100%, 100%. I'm like not even looking at any of the Bayo stuff. I'm like, I can't even look at what people are saying about him yeah. because I just, he's just too, he's too talented. Like he's just, I wish he had gone up there and dominated, but I think that's so unrealistic to yeah. expect of a kid, um, especially a kid who's been here for two months in AAA or whatever. But boy, you you just you watch him pitch. I like even the, the first uh, his debut. There's it just felt different. It's so hard to explain, but I feel like we all just kind of looked at each other and were like, "Oh, okay, wow." Cool. Uh, he, he skyrocketed through the system. People forget. Yeah. I think he started at high yeah. A last year. Like that yeah. is so fast to go from high A to the majors in basically mm-hmm. like what a year and a half. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exactly. Happen. It doesn't. And like, it's so rare. And you know, he. I have like a lot of confidence in him. He's so he's so like easygoing. Like things don't get to him. But what was interesting is. Like we were kind of waiting for in AAA him to get into trouble, to really have like a a difficult start, you know, to have traffic on the bases, to have to honestly to have to battle through without having his best stuff. And (laughs) that just didn't really happen very often in AAA. And it seemed like maybe it happened a little bit in the majors, you know, once he gets up there, but uh, like he's, he still has things to learn and to go through. And I think like those developmental steps are important, but it was a good, I think it was a good experience for him. I mean, you know? it, sometimes you need that to like, kind of realize what you're up against too. And also that it's attainable. I think in the case with downs, I think with, uh, with Bayo, yeah. I think we've seen it. I think Winkowski was really interesting coming yeah. up because he, he's kind of always profiled to me as being like a number four, number five starter. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what they've used him as. And he's been he's done exactly that since they gave since he got brought up. So I think it's it can be different with these high ceilings guys versus these more like bulldog type uh type pitchers. Totally. I you know, all through my life I've always gravitated towards like the bulldog pitchers or the guys who maybe, you know, sometimes I think of like Seabold this way a little bit who has to be crafty, you know, or yeah. who really has to hit his spots or and and when he does when he paints when he whatever you know he can be really dominant i mean fucking bronson was an all-star one year yeah. you know oh, and, yeah, he, right after he got to cincinnati yeah 2006 yep and uh like you know you he had some really good years there and it's like i think it's so fun to watch those pitchers like when they're successful i mean obviously someone like bayo is incredible but bayo also just have has like such pure talent it's just like yeah. you know, it's it's just like this kid's just gonna harness it and and make it work for him but for some of the guys who you know the 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 journeyman or whatever um i think it can be like mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts. It's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer really fun to and not not to say that Winkowski or Connor or, or either of you know either of those are, are older guys but you know they're the type of guys who I think to have like long careers like have to find that niche yeah. or whatever um and it's really cool to see like Winkowski kind of finding that spot and like running with it um you know he maybe kind of leaked frogged a couple guys because he wasn't here that long last year um made like a start or two and um but yeah and he'll keep people he'll he'll keep people laughing because that that (laughs) on his mind (laughs) oh i love it i love i love a good no filter um (laughs) so he's always been like that that was how he was uh earlier the year at triple a as well pretty much you know um it's all, it's all, uh, it, I've only like seen that when it extends to like him and his performance, you know what I mean? But like, he will, I think Chad Tracy said, like, sometimes we got to reel him back a little bit <laughs> him from getting too hard on himself, which is, you know, it's something I can, I can relate to, but he, I mean, he takes, you kind of love to see that too, though. You know, sometimes I think there's, you know, we're not supposed to show any emotions or since everything is so like under a microscope that like people pick up, you know, pick up every single thing that you say. It's kind of refreshing for someone to just go out there and be like, yeah, this place is nothing special. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like, tell us what you really think. I love it. (laughs) I just wanted him to go to Tampa and be like, nicest stadium I've ever been to, best in the world. Right. (laughs) 
Great fans. <laughs> yeah, great fans really felt the energy. Catwalk, not a problem at all. Really good. Really great. <laughs> so I've got one more question for you because we're reaching that hour, uh, that hour mark. But there have been two lefties that have been somewhat recently called up to AAA, and I'm just curious uh, what your take on how their performance has been. Uh, it's actually three if you count Brandon Walter, but he's been hurt for a bit, so I'm not going to... Not going to go on that one, but um, Chris Murphy and then more recently Jake Root made his debut. Um, and I'm just wondering, A, with uh, with Murphy, he's, his numbers have been – they've been be- – he was doing really well at AA and they've been even better at AAA. Um, yeah. What's been your take on him? Because I just remember – I've only seen him pitch once um, and it was his debut when he had a shutout going through six and they brought him in for the seventh and he got hammered. Um, but what's yeah, no, that been like watching yeah, that's the one I watched too. And I was like, oh gosh, why don't we bring him back out? But uh, yeah, no, it's, what's amazing is think about like how, how many starters have gotten called up from the Blue Sox and they just keep coming to replace them with guys who are, have just as much potential. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm really excited to see what both of those guys can do in the second half of the season. But I mean, Murphy's really seemed to have taken the, the role and just like run with it. And, you know, these few starts so far, um, man, Brandon Walter too. He's another one where I didn't think it was going to be like a long-term thing. I think it was like, he slept on his neck weird. He had just something odd and, and things just linger, but you know, his numbers were crazy in in double a, I love a guy who doesn't walk anybody. That Um, was, I thought that it must've been a typo because it was, I think he went like his first, it was like zero to 60 or something like that with strikeouts. I mean, you just don't see that. And he has like a slider too. So that's something that, uh, you know, that you think is going to be missing the zone. Yeah. Yeah. So good. It's, it's crazy. And I mean, I can't think of a much better, like, indicator for like you know at least having some success when you get up here than than not walking guys you know (laughs) the biggest thing is like if I had a nickel for every time a leadoff walk came back to hurt hurt somebody you know I would have a lot of money I would have a lot of money I would and this I would have central air in this room (laughs) (laughs) I, I feel that I feel that times times a million but um but yeah, no, I mean, I think that there's there's going to be like a lot to watch in this next, you know, couple of months. I mean, gosh, we go all the way to like the end of September. So we got a lot of AAA baseball left. But um, yeah, Groom just came up for his, his first outing. He was good. He was really good. And, you know, I think these are some guys who, again, with like with 2020, these were guys who were like kind of highly touted, especially Groom and, you know there's just kind of like a lost season in there and it's kind of just getting back on the, the trajectory and working their way towards, you know, where they're supposed to be. So yeah, it's exciting. It's fun. Yeah. So actually I lied to, I do have two other questions for you before we, uh, we end this. And the first is of the first half of the season, mm-hmm. what for you, Katie Morrison was the biggest highlight for the first half of I uh, oh. up until the all-star break. All right. Well, okay. This is not fair. I'm going to give two because one was very, very much personal because Bronson was there (laughs) and, and I was very excited. And he's like the only player who like, it's kind of like a weird divide. Like I've like weirdly covered a lot of my favorite players at this point, but 
I've never covered Bronson. I never interviewed him. I I mean, I'd gone to his concerts like a crazy person. <laughs> and I've heard the same Pearl Jam and like Goo Goo Dolls songs a million times. His cover of The Freshman by Verve Piper. Uh, yes. It's solid. Is rock solid. Right? He did a good cover of um, Fuel, the Shimmer. Yep. Dude, dude's oh. legitimately talented. Speaking my language right now. Gosh. <laughs> I yeah, got me got me into some good some good grunt nineties <laughs> rock as a kid. But um that was really cool, like getting to just like interview him. And he's one of those guys where people um always talk about like it's funny, Joe McDonald was like, I think he might be one of my favorites too, because he's just like super down to earth. He just like when he's talking to you, it really feels like he's like talking to you. Um so that was cool. I think like my game highlight was probably uh what was that the fourth of July, I think, when um Ronaldo Hernandez hit like an eighth inning home run and he a go ahead home run. It was a game winner, but he was just so excited. He jumped like a foot and a half in the air and you know, he's maybe not the lightest on <laughs> guy on the team, you know, or the fastest guy on the team, but I loved the emotion. It was so much fun. He's been so red hot. He had a he had a really not a good May, just uh, like no. an aggressively mm-hmm. bad May. Similar yeah. actually to Pedro Castellanos in Portland. Yeah. And both yeah. of them exactly. just yeah. have been have just been gangbusters ever since the mm-hmm. calendar, which just goes to show like you can't you really can't make much out of a short sample either no. way because these guys when you get hot, sometimes you just click and it goes for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's still yeah, he's still producing. We're like waiting for it to like hit this, you know, plateau or downturn, but he's Good. he's been hot. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, he's got twenty doubles. I think he hit his ninth home run of the year the other night. Like he's yep. he's tearing it up and he's a catcher. Cool. I, I, I know the Sox prospect scouting report for him is one of my favorite because there's just, just like a note in defense saying that he's the guy who would benefit most in all of baseball from robot humps. <laughs> and I just think that like it's just such a funny thing with Fran. And now no, I no, watch for no. it, and it's so it's it's accurate. It is accurate. He just like, doesn't yeah. like to frame it or something, but yeah, he's that's got funny. Great arm. He's got yeah. a great arm. He I does. Think. He does. Uh, both, honestly, both catchers, they are in a really good spot with yeah. their catchers in the minors. Like, <sighs> that, that I feel like is the position they're almost like, besides pitchers, but like that is almost the position they're most stacked at right now. Cause I feel like either of those, especially Wong. Yeah. yeah I mean, he, he's, yeah, he, he's a good catcher. He's like a good catcher not just a hitter he's a good receiver he's a good yeah, yeah he knows how to call a game but he yeah. um he's fast too especially he is. i mean they, they've been putting him in second base the last couple games just because you know blowouts but i mean when he came up they were talking about him being like uh like blake swihart right after that trade yeah yeah no i can see that they are kind of similar i mean his build for a catcher is uh so unique i mean he's one of the smaller guys on on the team but yeah, he can steal a base. He can hit a bomb too. <laughs> like, yeah, he's pretty well rounded. And and I know like Ivaldi was saying they've worked together like during the off season and stuff. And he was like, he, oh no, wait, it was Sale who was saying that he's just like really aware of things that yeah. like and can't teach that, you know. So yeah, I think there's a good chance he's at, he. I mean, I don't. I'm ninety nine percent sure he's going to make the opening day roster for the twenty twenty three season. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's going to be as the starter or the backup. I yeah. assume it would be as the backup at least to start, and then maybe it's a timeshare. But he's he's that's done right. enough at this point that he's playing. Yeah. So here's my other question for you. 
what are you most looking forward to in the second half? It's a good question. Um, I am looking forward to Casas coming back. <laughs> That's for sure. I mean, it was just really fun to watch him. Um, even just like watch him work kind of over the first um, couple months. Like he's a, he's a really interesting guy. He's a kind, you know, he's kind of like almost has like a beach kid kind of vibe. He walks around barefoot. He has like, does like yoga. He, he has a very specific routine, he, but it was just kind of fun to like watch him work and watch him hit. Um, you know, I, I'm excited to see how Bayo responds. And, you know, I think that, almost maybe he's got a little feeling like he has a little something to prove now, you know, um, a little little bit, you know, sometimes it's not a bad thing, especially when things have gone relatively easy for him, you know, like pretty, pretty breezy so far. Um, you know, and I, yeah, I would, I would really like to see some more of these relievers get a chance to get up there. I think that that is obviously the most, likely like place where you're drawing from like they you're going to need relievers down the stretch and I just think that there have been some guys here who have been like really impressing and you know sometimes those are the guys that don't get talked about as much of course you know you for especially this year they have such a giant bullpen I swear there are like 12 or 13 relievers in there like every game they they carry so many and they keep right. bringing more of them up. Like um, I saw Jake Thompson's first game uh, the yep. other day. And he just oh, mowed him down. like two innings. He just mowed him down. It's like, oh, okay, I guess here's another one. Sure, mm-hmm. AJ Polini didn't need any competition. Sure, yeah. Um, Chase uh, Sugar, Sugar, Sugar. Yeah, we all keep saying we all keep switching between those. <laughs> <laughs> it's all oh, gosh the the names are, like I'm pretty. <laughs> I think one of our biggest name um, name discrepancies is we have heard that. German, his name is actually Hermann, but yep. he just gave up on correcting people. And I was like, yeah, that, that sounds about right. Just call him Frankie. It's fine. Frank, Frank, <laughs> Frank from New York. <laughs> from New York. I love that there are like four of these relievers that were just taken directly out of the oh, uh, Yankees between Ord and Whitlock and Ger- yeah. uh, Hermann and yeah. Keller. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Like, last Keller. year, um, es- Espinal mm-hmm. last year was another Espy, like yeah. five out of the Yankee system. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I thought that there was going to Espy was one of you know their best starter. I mean, he was kind of almost like the Connor Siebold of last year, just like good every time out. And I, I really thought he was going to get some innings, but you know, but he, he he didn't get too many. But yeah. Yeah. They they've had a honestly, it's been really fun because there's been so much to talk about, and there's it's been. A, you know such good teams both both seasons so no shortage of of stuff to be excited about like that's for sure yeah no there's there's always a lot to talk about with the miners which i think oh, is yeah. uh it's just so much it, it, the miners really are so just so much fun and um this is right. what i'm gonna end it on favorite between eating entertainment oh, that's all right well i'm gonna get two so as a photographer, my favorite is the t-shirt toss because holy crap, I cannot <laughs> believe how badly people want free t-shirts. I mean, they're not even nice. I mean, they're fine, but like, they're just, you know, but I have so many pictures of people losing their minds, like trying to get a t-shirt and I'm going to compile them on it all at some point. So that's always the most entertaining for me, but 
I think like the most fun to watch. I do love the pie in the sky one, like um, because I love when like the crowd will like boo some poor kid who like dropped a pop up, or (laughs) or when they better when they boo Wolfster for like not being able to throw it or something like that. I I gotta say maybe we need a little bit of work on the in between innings (laughs) entertainment. Like there are some things that just need like a little bit of tweaking, but you know. I hard to complain about anything at Polar, that's for sure. I mean, I noticed they're not doing like the power outage thing anymore, where it's like where they'd have like the like pl- like turning the light switch or something. Like I remember the yeah. that last year. I haven't seen that in a while. Um sometimes like they do have occasionally like the battle balls where they put their interns into like those big balls and then they bounce off each other, but they have to rush them off the field so quickly that we don't even get to really see the action. Come on. We want to see, we want to get a build up the drama. You know, you gotta, gotta care. We don't, I think we have like three mascots. Now we have smiley Woofster, and Roberto, the rocket to rocket. Who's only there like once a month. Unfortunately, I, I, I missed the game. He was introduced and I haven't seen him yet. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was at that one. I did get to go to that one. I will say it was pretty delightful seeing an anthropomorphic rocket firing things into the stands. It was, pretty I'm pretty great. sure that Roberto Ramos had like a really good game. That came to uh, that walk off home run that game. Actually, opposite field walk off to run Bob after they blew the the ninth inning. Uh, It was pretty great. That was the Roberto night. And it was the bigger Roberto night. Uh, But yeah, now he's back in Korea, which is, which is crazy. Him and, um, Thomas Pannone, yeah. yeah, which was I was kind of surprised. I mean, like a Rhode Island kid, he was like, I think he was saying maybe staying with his parents, like his parents were at so many of the games, and then it's just like now he's going to Korea. But I kind of get it. I mean, yeah. might as well do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, with with the amount of talent there and everything, I, it just would have so been cool, tough for yeah. the guy to get an opportunity. But I mean, yeah. he was pretty consistent. Every every game yeah. I saw him pitch, it was like six yeah. innings, two runs, not a lot of walks. Like he he was fine. Yeah. You know, I think him and, like, Keller kind of end up in this place where they're, like, really, really valuable to the team because they'll do whatever is asked of them. But at the same time, that, like, makes their stats look kind of crazy and their numbers look kind of crazy because they're not really a reliever. They're not really a starter. They're just, like, this, like, you know, it, it's the perils of doing everything the team needs you to do, you know? Yeah. It's, Keller's it's just... Up. It's just an interesting pitcher. I don't think his fastball goes above ninety, but yes. So it's it's like watching a wiffle ball pitcher. Yeah, it's fun. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. But um. Anyway, on that note, uh, thank you so much, Katie. Um, yeah, what okay. is you? This is again Katie Morrison of uh, Mass Live, photographer, writer. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? Follow me on Instagram, I guess. I'm photos by KMO. I post a lot of Woosox content. <laughs> um. Uh, and on Twitter at KDMO61 for all your Woo Sox news. Yeah, she's got, I can tell you on the record here, she gets a lot of scoops. So uh, it's a good good one to follow if you want to be the first on all the uh, AAA news. <laughs> but uh, thanks so much again for, uh, for coming on, Katie. This is great. And, uh, you know, we'll be back in a couple of days. Uh, Brad's got some interviews lined up, so you're not going to be totally bored uh, during the All-Star break. Till then. <laughs> All right, that sounds good. Enjoy your Thanks for watching. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Pasky Report.
make sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.